What is the future of post-secondary in the province of Ontario and, in fact, around the world, in Canada and in North America? Things are likely going to change post-COVID once this pandemic is over, and it will someday end. Will students continue to return to post-secondary institutions the way they did in the past? And is what has happened in Sudbury an indication of what is coming? Because there have been massive cuts at Laurentian University, including the loss of 110 faculty positions and 69 programs, including among them a midwifery program, the only one in the north, the only one in French in the province of Ontario. And that has a real impact on services in the north, and the whole thing has a real impact on Sudbury itself. Court documents show that Laurentian has $321 million in debt, including loans of $107 million. It has $214 million in other debts, and it's gone into creditor protection, and part of all these cuts is because it is in creditor protection. And to talk more about what is happening in Laurentian and to sort of look at what is also going to possibly happen to other Ontario post-secondary institutions. I am pleased to welcome Kristen Washawi from the Toronto Star. Uh, Kristen, give me a sense of the, the size of the cuts at Laurentian. Oh, hi. Yes, thanks for having me. Um, I mean, these cuts were described as nothing short of devastating by faculty at the university. Um, they cut about 110 positions, so about a third of faculty positions. Now, some of them were unfilled positions. Some professors chose retirement to help save jobs. So in the end, they lost about 83 um, uh, people, so actual jobs. They also cut 69 programs, again, about a one-third of what they offered. Um, and these are things like mining, engineering in French, um, up in a resource-rich part of the province, several programs in environmental science, some teacher ed programs. They also axed their physics program, which, you know, one of their faculty members won a Nobel Prize in 2015. They cut political science. And as you mentioned, the one that, seen, that seems to have caused the most upset is the loss of the midwifery program, which is the only bilingual midwifery program in Canada and only one of six programs across the country. Let's take it up a, a higher level here. Is this a, a story about overextension and mismanagement of funds at a particular university, or, or do you see something more systemic a problem here? Well, there are some issues that are unique to Laurentian, and then certainly COVID is the one thing that I think all universities have in common, uh, that they've had trouble covering the cost of that over the last year. But looking at Laurentian specifically, I mean, they were running yearly deficits on their $150 million budget. Um, they have a lot of small classes. I was just looking this morning on their website. Um, more than half their classes had less than 15 students. Now, it's a northern university, so the enrollment's a little bit lower, but that still seems quite small. Um, they, you know, in terms of enrollment, it's been fairly steady, but um, the number of international students is quite low. Um, Ontario universities typically have been bumping up international student enrollment because they can charge three times the tuition. So, for example, rather than $8,000, they can choose uh, they can charge twenty-four dollars to $27,000. And that's typically how universities have made up some money. The international students have become kind of cash cows for universities. Typically, a university in Ontario would have about 16 to 17% um, international students. At Laurentian, it was 4 hmm. um, The other issue that's impacted all universities is the 10% tuition cut imposed by the Ford government, and then a freeze, also imposed by the government. Um, Laurentian also seems to have slightly higher um, professor salaries. The median is about $150,000 for professors, which is 
less than, let's say, Queens or U of T or Mac, but it's more than McGill or Dalhousie. So just as a side note, um, as part of the cuts that were announced last week, um, it, the professors agreed to a 5% salary cut. So that's sort of been dealt with. Um, and the other thing that was going on at Laurentian, which has caused a lot of trouble, is that they were mingling their research monies, and they were putting that into their operating grants. And because they were so um, strapped for cash, they were actually using research grants to help pay for heating and lighting. Here's something that jumped out at me as I was doing some research for this and just sort of thinking about what's going to happen post-pandemic. A couple of things. You mentioned the international students and the cash cow situation. Like, that's going to dry up, and that's going to be a big, big issue. But here's here's a stat that I ran across. Uh, this came from uh, Harvard uh, Business School. Uh, Clay Christensen predicted, this is back in 2013, he predicted that online education would eliminate 25% of colleges in the United States over the next 10, 15 years. And then in 2018, he actually revised that and said it was going to be 50% of college closures. And this is before the pandemic. And so then I start thinking about Fanshawe and Mohawk and all the rest of the post-secondary institutions in this province and how they are going to possibly survive. Do, you, do we have a sense of, of what the Ontario government's commitment is to that and what kind of money it would you know, cost to keep these things afloat if if the cash really starts to dry up? Well, the issue is, especially for a lot of college programs, is they can't really do them online. A lot of them have to be done in person. A lot of the health science programs, as we've seen even during the pandemic, on university campuses as well, have gone ahead. Kids have been going into school because they need that practical hands-on experience. So I don't know about the online learning taking over that much of post-secondary. It certainly is a concern. Um, but there are some things that students do need to be on campus for. And I think also if you look over the last year, and we've also seen it with, you know, the kindergarten to grade 12 online learning, students really don't like it. I mean, we've done all, seen all kinds of polls. They really prefer to be on campus in person. They do find the online learning inferior. Um, with regards to the COVID costs, uh, universities in Ontario have estimated that they've spent about a billion dollars extra on COVID costs and lost revenues. They've managed to find about $500 million to cover that. They've been asking the provincial government to make up the rest, which hasn't yet happened. How much is the Ford government, in your estimation, uh, in its moves, responsible for what's happened at Laurentian specifically? The issue at Laurentian is, has happened, it's developed over many years. There were a few things that experts have sort of said were the straw that broke the camel's back. One in particular was the tuition cut, um, which was 10%, and then the freeze. Because this is, you know, tuition represents, I guess, about 40% um, of operational funding that universities have come to rely on. And then, of course, it was the COVID costs, um, you know, combined with all these years of deficits that Laurentian had been running. So that's what happened there. So it goes back a couple of governments. It's not just the Ford government, but certainly, you know, they're the ones now that find themselves having to deal with it. Kristen, so good to talk to you. Thanks for your, for your perspective so much. Thank you so much. This is Kristen Rashawi, who's with the Toronto Star, and you can read her story about what's happening at Laurentian University. It's online now.